Hello, this is Dr. Qualls. We're calling this series Mental Health Moments, and this particular mental health moment is about sleep. It might not be surprising to anyone that you're having some difficulty sleeping during the difficult times that we're going through on the job in hospitals, regardless of the position that you're in as far as caretaking. You could be a nurse, you could be support staff, it could be environmental services, it could be physician. Sleep difficulties are happening all around due to the increase in stress and the increase in people's difficulties in coping with the demands of life at the current time. People's schedules are changing and out of whack and this as well causes difficulty with sleep. But let me give you a few basic things that I would invite you to do. First, I want you to see this as not a one-night process, but a three-night process. First, what I would like for you to do for the next three nights is to track your sleep. The first step is to figure out how much you sleep and when you're sleeping. Why do we do this? First, we do this because people that are having difficulty sleeping tend to focus only on their most terrible night's sleep and forget that some nights are better than others. It helps to get a more realistic picture of the problem if you have it written down. Second, if you want to see how much better you're getting over time, you have to have a baseline. That way, once you figure out how to change things, you'll know better whether you're sleeping or not. So a sleep log, just a sheet of paper beside your bed, doesn't have to be fancy. When you go to bed, when you wake up, how long you're awake, and when you wake up in the morning. Just do your best. It doesn't have to be perfect. We want an idea of how much you sleep. The second stage in this process of getting a good night's sleep over the next three nights is to eliminate sleep stealers. These are the obvious things that you've probably heard about before, but are necessary to do if you want to change the trajectory of your sleep. These are very obvious things, some of which we don't do just simply because they're so obvious. First of all, you want your bedroom to be quiet, dark, and cool. Cool meaning that if you were sitting on the side of your bed with just shorts and a t-shirt on, you would feel a bit uncomfortable on the cool side. Therefore, when you lay in your bed with the covers over you, you feel much warmer on the inside of the covers than you do on the outside. Next, avoid alcohol, nicotine, and heavy meals within three hours of your bedtime. Don't exercise or take a warm bath right before bed, meaning within the hour before bed. Try not to drink caffeine within, within four to six hours of attempting to sleep. Six hours is probably best. So if you have a normal bedtime, nine to 10 o'clock at night, well, around 2 p.m. should be your last caffeine. Wind down before bed. At least 30 minutes of wind down time is what you need. This means a lower light condition, relaxation, and the ability to focus on nothing of significant importance. 
What happens for most people is that they're so tired, they jump into bed, and they either don't sleep because they are anxious about sleeping and know they're going to be tired the next day, or they're so exhausted that their mind turns off like a light switch and they go to sleep, but only for about two to three hours. Then they wake up, sometimes wide awake, and can't get back to sleep in the middle hours of the sleep. They find themselves falling asleep about an hour before they need to wake up, about an hour before the alarm goes off. And when that alarm goes off, it feels like you haven't slept. So you want to wind down and relax 30 minutes before you want to go to sleep. Don't nap to try to make up for lost sleep. It's difficult to make up for lost sleep, and napping during the time in which you should be awake to make up for lost sleep is a sleep stealer. I would encourage you to always set a morning alarm to wake up at about the same time. I realize if you have a couple of days off and you want to sleep an extra 30 minutes to an hour, that's okay. but. Sleeping in for two to four hours extra is going to mess up the cycle that you have started. Finally, don't look at what we call blue light screens for at least two hours before going to bed. These are cell phones and computers or strong LED lights. These send a signal to your mind that it needs to be on alert. That alert stays for quite a while in the mind. It doesn't want to just turn off after seeing a blue light screen. Let's shift gears a little bit to talk about the bed itself. A key to getting better sleep is to reserve your bed for just that, sleeping. Not resting, not watching TV, not relaxing, and not reading. It's important to train your body and your mind to associate going to bed with sleeping. That means trying to go to bed, get right out of bed when your alarm goes off. The bed is for sleeping. Sex is the exception to the rule, but the primary use of the bed is for sleeping. Now, what happens if you don't go to sleep? Let's say you lay down at 10 o'clock, you want to go to sleep, you need to be up at about 7 to get ready for work, and you can't sleep. Here's what to do. You may not like this, but it will work. Do it over a three-day period, you'll see the difference. When you can't sleep after 30 minutes, get out of the bed. Stay out of the bed for about the same amount of time that you tried to go to sleep, 30 minutes. Milton Erickson, a famous psychiatrist from the old days said, if you can't sleep, get out of bed and sit in the chair reserved for unwanted guests. What this means is get out of the comfortable bed, the comfortable warm bed, sit in the cool room with absolutely nothing to do but sit on a hard chair. This makes the bed seem much more desirable. Don't get out of bed, start checking Facebook, sit on your comfy couch with your favorite blanket. Get out of bed when you can't sleep 
Sit in the chair reserved for unwanted guests. Make yourself cold and uncomfortable for 30 minutes before returning to bed. When you do return to bed, lay outside your covers for about 10 minutes. Let your body remain cold, then cover up, get in your favorite sleeping position, close your eyes, and breathe deeply. Overall, spending less time in bed actually improves sleep, and the time in which you are in bed is usually that which is getting good sleep. Now, a three-day program of putting these practices into place will hopefully work. But there's one more element. Most people tell me, as a psychologist, the reason they're not sleeping is that they lay in bed and their mind won't turn off or that they worry. Here, the intervention is what we call cognitive diffusion. This will require that you listen to one more podcast of about 10 minutes duration that discusses cognitive diffusion. That's just another word for changing your relationship with your thinking. It's a mindfulness practice where you learn the skills that help you separate from the thinking that causes worry and rumination, meaning that you worry about something or you start thinking about something and you come right back to the beginning with no solution. One more small thing that you can do as well is set up about a 20 minute period during the time in which you're awake. So say a break time where you actually worry. You worry in a productive manner rather than an unproductive manner, which is that which occurs when you're usually laying in bed thinking about your problem and the world's problems. If there's something you can do, reserve it for that 20 minutes sit down for that 20 minutes, get out your legal pad or get out your your voice memos or get out your computer, take notes and make it worth the time. There's no use to think in your head over and over with no solution when you could write down some notes, start taking care of business in a manner in which the next night when you're not sleeping and that thought comes back, you can say, I took care of that today during my productive worry time can't think about it right now. So that concludes this short podcast on taking care of sleep difficulties. I hope that you find it helpful. It will only be helpful if you use it. These are tools. Tools are a metaphor, but they are just that. Tools are things that you must use in order to cause change. So that's it for today, and I wish you as well Wisdom, courage, and compassion. Thanks.